Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things black and gold, as well as take a look around the NHL in general. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And you can also find me at ENC McLaren. Subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins uh, via Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen. Please also rate and review uh, while you're doing that. And it appears as though we're getting some targeted negative uh, star ratings on Apple, so if people could kindly help bump that up, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, to kick off today's show, uh, we're going to look ahead at uh, Thursday's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning and pinpoint one player who I believe is poised to break out tonight. Uh, secondly, we'll take a look at the NHL Power Rankings, which I'm officially dubbing All the President's Men, as we look at the top five teams uh, currently vying for president's trophy although obviously it's very early and uh too early to be talking about that but hey that's what i'm going with for now and then thirdly as we do every day we'll take a look at some storylines from around the nhl so yeah this is the locked on boston bruins podcast part of the locked on podcast network and uh here we go the big news uh in bruins land this morning as the team prepares for a big game uh, Thursday night against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning is that David Krejci is officially out. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said he didn't uh, respond to treatment as well as they would like. We'll see how he progresses uh, tomorrow in advance of Saturday's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Par Lindholm is going to take his spot on the roster. Uh, Charlie Coyle will get bumped up to center. Uh, with Jake DeBrusque on the left and Brett Ritchie on the right side of that second line. Uh, Connor Clifton will also be back in the net, oh, sorry, back on defense uh, at, to replace uh, Steve Kampfer, who had stepped in for the game against Anaheim. And um, yeah, Tuka Rask will be in net. Uh, so as I mentioned, Coyle will be bumped up to the second line and Par Lindholm will take. Uh, the third line center spot with Heinen and Kuhlman on uh, on his wings. So that's the big news in advance of tonight's game. And speaking of Jake DeBrusque, uh, today is his 23rd birthday, so happy birthday to Jake DeBrusque. Uh, but more importantly, I think that Jake DeBrusque uh, with Charlie Coyle at center tonight, he may be uh poised for a, uh, a breakout. Um, Jake DeBrusque currently is sitting on one assist for the season in six games. He's yet to score, but there are some signs that he is uh, due to, to break out. First of all, he um, has 16 shots, which is second among all Bruins, only to David Pasternak. Uh, Pasternak has 21 shots on goal. He has six goals and therefore good for a shooting percentage of 28.6. So, you know, DeBrusque, 16 shots through six games, yet to find the back of the net. He's certain to uh, break out of that slump uh, sooner than later. 
Patrice Bergeron has 15 shots. Marchand with 13 shots to round out uh, the top four there. But uh, yeah, Pasternak with 21, DeBrusque with 16. Um, and the big difference there is just the, the success rate uh, to date. But if we look a bit deeper, uh, you see that uh, DeBrusque also ranks second to Pasternak in terms of individual shot attempts. I'm looking right now at Corsica Hockey. And uh, if you go to uh, the players pages, you see uh, a note that says ICF, and that is individual Corsi 4. Basically, uh, in layman's terms, that means individual shot attempts. Right now, I'm looking at uh, all game states, which means um, anytime he's on the ice, he's recorded 33 uh, shot attempts through six games. So that's, you know, over five per game. Um, at uh, five on five play, that number drops to 25. So that means that he's averaging about uh, four, just a shade over four shot attempts at even strength per game. Um, Pasternak has 28 through six games. So he's just a shade below David Pasternak in that regard. And if you add it all up, the fact that he has 16 shots. Uh, 25 shot attempts at even strength, 33 shot attempts overall. He's getting the puck on and towards the net with great regularity. Only, like I said, Pasternak is doing it more often. And um, his uh, shooting percentage is obviously bound to rise. He's not going to sit at zero all season. So if you add that all up, I would expect Jake Tabrusk to get rolling uh, any day now. And what better occasion to do so than on his birthday? Um, yes, uh, he may be hindered a bit by the fact that, um, David Krejci is out of the lineup, but I think with Charlie Coyle, we've mentioned it before on the podcast that, uh, he's been outstanding so far to start the season. He was great in training camp. He has, however, been anchored by, um, Richie or Bacchus on his right side. Richie will be on the right side again tonight with, uh, with Coyle and, um, DeBrusque. However, I think that uh, DeBrusque and Coyle hopefully will be able to to rise above uh, Richie's kind of uh, what should I say drag downness, if you will, and uh, find some chemistry there. Uh, and uh, each should be able to hopefully uh, find the score sheet tonight as Tampa Bay's uh, heavy hitters on defense really try to focus in on uh, the top line, which is just rolling at an obscene rate right now. Uh, Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron, they have combined for 24 points through six games. Uh, Tori Krug has four points, and then the next uh, highest scorer for the Bruins is Sean Corrali with two points. And then we have a bunch of guys uh, who have recorded one point. So the secondary scoring has not uh, arrived at all so far for the Bruins. And um, I would think that D Jake DeBrusque and Charlie Coyle as early as tonight could uh, spark that um, as they uh, get to play together. And um, what I'm going to go out on a limb and call it. Jake DeBrusque will score two goals tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning on his 23rd birthday. Charlie Coyle will assist on at least one of those. And those two you know, will um, give reason for Bruce Cassidy to consider putting them together um, 
moving forward, even when David Krejci gets back. I'm just going to go out on a limb, make that bull prediction. Jake DeBrusque will break out tonight on his birthday. He's getting the shots on net. He's having the opportunities, uh, you know, getting the shot attempts. So tonight is a night it's going to happen on his birthday. And quite frankly, the Bruins need someone other than the top line to step up. Uh, So what better day for him to do so? Now it's time for a segment I'm going to heretofore refer to as All the President's Men. And it's basically a look at the NHL power rankings, the top teams in the NHL to date, uh, teams that are tracking, albeit very early, to be in contention for the President's Trophy, hence the name All the President's Men. Um, We'll start at number five and work our way up. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm looking at the NHL standings, I like to look at point percentage as opposed to just straight up points because that gives us an idea of how well have teams have done uh, within the schedule that they've been given. You know, some teams have played more games than others, therefore they have more points, but that doesn't mean they have an overall more successful than other teams. So I like to look at point percentage, uh, goal differential, uh, as well as points, just to get uh, you know a, a better view overall of how things are doing. Therefore, I am going to rank teams as such. Coming in at number five, I'm going to put the Carolina Hurricanes. And you might say, wow, they have 12 points, 6-2 record, uh, most points in the NHL tie with the Edmonton Oilers. Why would you put them at fifth? Well, again, going back to point percentage, Of the top five teams, they have the lowest point percentage, uh, having lost two of their eight games. So that's a 75% point percentage. Uh, They've also uh, scored the second highest amount of goals to the Edmonton Oilers. But they've also given up the most among the top five teams uh, after a 5-2 loss to the San Jose Sharks uh, on Wednesday night. San Jose, who has been struggling to start the season, uh, you know, you might... Uh, consider it a schedule loss for the Hurricanes being out on the West Coast. Um, you know, I expect teams to sweep those kind of road trips, but uh, lost they did, and by a fairly wide margin. So I'm putting them down in fifth uh, for the time being. Coming in at number four, I'm going to put uh, the uh, Buffalo Sabres. They are five and one, five one and one through seven games. Uh, They've scored 26 goals, have allowed 18 goals. So the offense is is hot, but uh, the defense is also uh, somewhat troubling, allowing 2.57 goals per game. Uh, They do have 11 points. They're on top of the uh, Atlantic Division, but they do have a game in hand on Boston, who plays tonight. And I'm going to put the Bruins up in third place. Uh, They have a record of 5-1 through 6 games. Good for a point percentage of uh, 83.3. They have only scored 16 goals, which is uh, which is very low, but they've also allowed only 10 among the top five teams. That's by far the best, with uh, Colorado having allowed only 15 uh, goals against per game average of 2.5. The Bruins are 1.67. So defensively, they've been very stellar. Uh, you know, that's... That goals against average is best in the league, uh, 1.67. Only Anaheim has uh, is even close at 1.71, Arizona at 1.8. So the Bruins uh, really 
playing strong defensively to start the season. Like I mentioned before, you really want to see that secondary scoring get a boost. And I believe that will come, um, like I said, as early as tonight with Jake DeBrusque, hopefully breaking out there. Uh, so Bruins, number three coming in. All the President's men. The number two team I'm going to give to the Edmonton Oilers. They're six and one through seven games. Point percentage of 85.7. They, like I said, they have a share of the most points in the NHL, tied with Carolina at 12 points. Uh, they're scoring at an incredible rate. They have uh, four goals per game average. They're allowing 2.71 goals per game. And uh, they won uh, on Wednesday in impressive fashion, beating the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 6-3. to three. Uh, I believe Connor McDavid had five goals in that one. Uh, oh, sorry, not five goals, but five points. And he now leads the NHL with 17 points through seven games, which is uh, ridiculous. Uh, what did uh, Dreisaitl had three points. Now sits second in the NHL in total points with 15. So they're both averaging over two points per game, uh, which is pretty insane. And uh, yeah, the Oilers ex exceeding expectations so far. I had thought they may be maybe a bubble team, but I, I had them outside the playoff picture, to be honest. Uh, but right now they are, uh, yeah, crushing it and uh, doing really well. So good for the Oilers. Um, it's always good in my mind when Connor McDavid's team is is playing well. I want to see him play as much hockey as possible, and the Oilers being a playoff team would be a nice treat uh, for all hockey fans. Um, yeah, like I said, the more he plays, the better, and and he and it, even more on a daily basis, Drysaddle as well. They're just really must watch. Um, so get on the Oilers for their hot start. Number one will be the Colorado Avalanche. They are 5-0-0-1. They suffered their first loss of the season on Wednesday against the Pittsburgh Penguins in a very entertaining game. Uh, it was in a shootout, however, so uh, they have yet to lose in overtime or regulation. Uh, they have a point percentage of uh, .917. They've scored uh, 24 goals, allowed only 15. So... Overall, Colorado, uh, definitely the number one team to date. Um, like I said, they they don't have the most points, but they have only lost once in a shootout. They have a goal differential of plus nine, which is second only to Edmonton and Pittsburgh. I want to give Pittsburgh a shout out, actually. They've managed to uh, win four in a row with some significant injuries, including uh, Evgeny Malkin. Um, so that's been an impressive run for them. Not quite ready to crack uh, my top five, but uh, there you have it. Uh, Colorado Avalanche coming in at number one at this week's All the President's Men, followed by the Edmonton Oilers, the Boston Bruins, Buffalo Sabres, and Carolina Hurricanes. Um, now again, as I mentioned last week, you always want to look at uh, PDO to see a bit more context for how well teams are doing. Um, PDO for those who missed last week's show or who are unfamiliar, it's, uh, I'm not sure where the acronym comes from or what it even means, but it's basically adding up a team's shooting percentage and save percentage. And the idea is that, uh, over a stretch of time, uh, teams will regress to around the 100 level. So around a 10% shooting percentage, 90% save percentage, 
right now, um, overall in, in any game state, so we're talking uh, even strength, power plays, shorthanded, yada, yada. The Oilers have a PDO of 107.42. They lead the league in that. They have a shooting percentage of 15.64, meaning their offense is clicking at a higher than expected level. We would expect that to regress at some point, meaning, um, yeah, the Oilers may take a step back here at some point uh, in the not-too-distant future. Colorado is also up there at 105.58, so they may also take a step back. They have a bit of an elevated shooting percentage at around 13, and their save percentage is up at 92.6, so both of those could drop a bit at some point. Um, Tampa Bay is also up there, uh, meaning they're getting some pretty decent luck, although their record right now uh, only sits at 3-2-1, so that. Um, maybe something to keep in mind ahead of uh, tonight's game against the Bruins. Um, their shooting percentage remains pretty high. They have a very lethal power play, as we all know. Um, so if the Bruins can um, stay out of the penalty box, that will give them a much better shot tonight against uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. In fact, when you look at 5-on-5 five five numbers, Tampa Bay uh, leads the NHL with a 107.4 PDO. They have a 94.9 save percentage at even strength. So that number is bound to come down at some point. Um, so the Bruins hopefully can catch some of that regression uh, here early on. Uh, Colorado, like I mentioned, they're uh, at even strength. They're fourth, Edmonton fifth. So they may see a bit of a dip as well. Teams on the other end of the spectrum getting some bad luck with low shooting percentages, low save percentages. The Florida Panthers, uh, at they're at 94.49. Uh, so you'd expect their uh, offense to pick it up at some point, get some better luck shooting percentage-wise. And, of course, we'd expect um, their save percentage to rise as well as Sergei Bobrovsky will likely find his game at some point. So they're still a team to watch out for. The Dallas Stars are also off to a disappointing start. Uh, they lost to Columbus Blue Jackets last night. And uh, if you saw any highlights from that game, you would have seen that Sonny Milano scored possibly the goal of the year already, putting it between his legs and going roof on Ben Bishop. Uh, but they have a uh, shooting percentage below 6, save percentage below 90. So uh, their offense has yet to click. And once it does, I would expect them to jump up to where they were expected to be um, coming into this season. So those are just some contextual numbers to keep in mind uh, as teams have some good luck to start this season. Some teams are experiencing bad luck and that affects um, how they stand in, in relation to the competition. Uh, but that's a look at this week's All the President's Men and we'll check back in next Thursday to see how things have changed and if teams have indeed fallen back or jumped up in the NHL standings. Before we jump ahead and take a look at some NHL headlines, I'd like to talk to you for a moment about Vivid Seats. Uh, we all love a night out, whether it's to see your favorite band or to attend a Bruins game or, or other sporting events. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can attend that next live event uh, and earn credit towards your next purchase. Uh, that's right, with Vivid Seats, they're the top source for tickets for all live events that you want to go to. 
by downloading the app through the App Store or Google Play. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. Um, with the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can earn credit back on future purchases. You're automatically enrolled into the Reward Loyalty Program when you download and sign up for the app. Every purchase is 100% guaranteed. From the biggest concerts to the hottest games, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. That's promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 using the Vivid Seats app and the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Now, in terms of NHL headlines, I already mentioned the Oilers uh, double up on the Flyers last night with a major production from Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, Evander Kane had a hat-trick for the Sharks in that win over the Hurricanes that I mentioned. And uh, the big game of the night was Pittsburgh and Colorado, in which uh, Colorado lost their first game of the season, only in a shootout. And... Um, yeah, it was a really, really entertaining night of hockey. The other big news of the day was that uh, the New Jersey Devils, who are winless to begin the season, they announced Wednesday that uh, assistant general manager Tom Fitzgerald is joining the coaching staff. Apparently it was John Hines' idea. He's the head coach there, of course. And uh, Fitzgerald, who's a former assistant coach, uh, he'll join him on the bench to provide additional perspective yet to be seen if that portends a future coaching change if if John Hans is on the hot seat or if they're just kind of working together to um, yeah work to improve the team uh, get some fresh eyes there but uh, it's interesting move for sure and it harkens back to Lou Lamorello jumping on the bench himself when uh, the Devils used to struggle under his leadership as general manager Um, So we'll keep an eye on the Devils. Much was expected of them this season, at least a challenge for a playoff spot, but they are winless so far. And uh, yeah, we'll see if that kicks things uh, into action for them at all. Speaking of the Devils, uh, Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet, he dropped his uh, 31 thoughts column on Wednesday, and he mentioned that um, the Devils aren't considering any option other than re-signing Taylor Hall to a long-term extension. Uh, the 27-year-old left winger, he's going to become an unrestricted free agent next summer. Uh, not any sense right now as to what Hall wants to do. Obviously, with the Devils being winless um, and you know not really tracking to be a playoff team at this point, um, that may be a, a big factor in his decision. But um, if they're able to improve a bit with this coaching shakeup, uh, and uh, start to make a run, uh, then perhaps that will convince him that this is a team worth uh, re-signing with. So that's going to be a big storyline all throughout the season until there's a resolution either way, whether he's traded prior to the deadline, if they're out of the playoff picture, and kind of uh, load up on picks or, or roster players or prospects. Um, it's a similar situation in some ways to Tory Krug and the Boston Bruins, although there seems to be more of an appetite there for a resolution with a contract extension there. And the Bruins are obviously doing much better than um, the Devils to this point. And Krug is an integral part of their team. So, um, yeah, just two players on track to become 
unrestricted free agents at season's end, but um, I would expect that Hall would be a more likely trade candidate or a player to be moved prior to the deadline if things aren't looking well for the uh, for the Devils closer to that time. I saw somewhere as well that um, Freeman said on the radio that the Oilers would be interested in, in bringing Hall back, which is pretty hilarious and would be uh, kind of fun to see. Uh, but we'll see if that works out for the Oilers and what the price point would be. It would certainly be more than Adam Larson, I would expect. So those are your headlines for uh, for today, Thursday, October 17th. This has been the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I am your host, Ian McLaren. Please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Follow me at Ian C. McLaren. And please do uh, rate and review the podcast. I'd love to see that, um, yeah, that happen. And it's always great to get some some positive reviews. So, uh, yeah, go Bruins tonight. Uh, hopefully Jake DeBrus can indeed uh, get off the schneid, as they say. And like I said, I'm predicting a two-goal outburst for him, his first two goals of the season. He's getting the shots. He's getting the attempts. Just needs to find to the back of the net. And what better day to do it than on his 23rd birthday. Happy birthday, Jake DeBrusque. And uh, yeah, please prove me right. Take care and talk to you later, friends.